Arr, pirate fans, it's time to find out the state of the ship of your defending champions for the 2022 season with your hosts, Johnny Wilbur and Jake Ignazuski. And now, brought to you by Resonate, it's the state of the ship. Welcome back into the state of the pirate ship. I'm your host, Pirates Team Insider, Jake Ignazuski. We're here with newly signed defensive back, Max Redfield. So, Max, how has your offseason been going so far? It's been going great. Uh, I've actually had two training camps in the last few months. Um, I, was, I was in Canada with the Edmonton Alex in the CFL. Unfortunately, got released after the first preseason game. Um, I had four interceptions in that training camp. I felt really good about it, but unfortunately got released. Um, and then there was this new league established called Major League Football. Um, so I went to that. That was down in Mobile, Alabama. So we were there for about two weeks. And then the entire league folded. Um, so uh, a lot of us were, um, you know, kind of like stranded out there. What do we do now? Uh, luckily, the league um, provided some transportation for some players back to back to where they were. So I got to fly back to California. Um, but since then, I just continued my training, you know, on, on the field, in the weight room, um, beach workouts, hill workouts, you know, all different types of stuff. So I'm ready to go, man. I'm excited. And what intrigued you about signing with the Pirates? Yeah, actually, um, I, I got reached out to by a, a couple of representatives on the team. Uh, it was about a year or so ago. Um, and I think I had just signed to to maybe a team in Italy or or um, uh, maybe, one, maybe a different opportunity. Uh, and uh, so I wasn't necessarily interested at the time. Um, but then they circled back around um, to me um, just recently, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, and, and it seemed like the right time, you know, um, before it was an attractive opportunity because of um, just the type of team and organization. It seems like the Masters Pirates have, you know, um, you guys seem to hold yourself to a very high standard. Obviously, you recently won a championship um, and, and the organization's only been established for a short amount of time. So for me, that was, you know, super impressive. And and um, I like to associate myself with, you know, um, high performing uh, organizations and and um, I'd be excited to contribute, you know, any way I can. So here I am, man. And I'm curious, like, did you talk to any, like, former players or anything like that from their experiences with the team? Yeah, Aaron uh, Maxi Penton was actually a friend of mine. Uh, we were on the Birmingham Iron team together in, in the Alliance of American Football. This was another league that got shut down after uh, it was the eighth game of the season. So, luckily, we got paid for a little bit, and then, and then it got shut down. Um, but he's, he's someone um, who I tapped in with and, and kind of um, asked for his input. And, you know, obviously, he has, he's had a lot of success. Um, he likes the environment. You know, he likes the people and, and the staff and the organization as well as the fans. So I'm like, man, I'm going to go for it, man. And um, obviously, I'm excited to, to reunite with him, too. You know, he's an he's a exciting dude, a good, a good dude, real down to earth as well as a playmaker. So, you know, we're going to make some plays together. Yeah, Am's got great personality, not only on the field, but off the field as well. One of the, one of the <laughs> yeah. funniest guys Uh <laughs> In, in, the, in the locker room and, and also makes incredible plays out there on the field. But especially with, with you talking with him, you know, about the opportunity and playing in the indoor football league, uh, did he talk to you a little bit about maybe some differences uh, from the outdoor game into the indoor game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot more fast-paced game, um, you know, because it's more condensed, um, different amount of players on the field. Um, it changes the dynamic of, you know, the spacing and, and what um, routes are successful, different coverages and stuff like that. So we didn't really dive in too deep, but he definitely said it's a different game and like really the, the pace of the game and, and just the strategy behind the game because of the different amount of players and, and um, just the arena as well. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different strategy as well. And especially with like the boards, you know, you get to tackle guys up against the boards. And the the also cool part about it as well is fans are right there, and and that's one oh, thing yeah. that you you know in, in my first year with the team that I thought was so cool is uh you know even before a player something like that 
players are able to go over, interact with the fans, and just yeah. it makes it a lot more fun experience, uh, especially for the Pirates fans. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm all about the crowd and, and getting the crowd into the game and then keeping a high energy. And, and I think that's, um, you know, it also seems like we have a strong support system in home games. So it seems like it's a lot of fun to play at home. And, and um, you know, it's definitely an advantage when you have fans, you know, that that um, bought into to the organization, you know. And and then there's also, you know, the the receivers get get a jump start as well. And so, so you know, like with those components of the walls, you, you know, the, the changes from the outdoor game to the indoor game. Have you been keeping that in your mind, especially going through some of your trainings uh, ever since signing with the team? A, a little bit. Um, I think it's more of like learning the learning the different techniques that, that are advantageous um, with the team, with the coaches. Um, I think that stuff, you know, they'll definitely um, touch on, especially for, for new players. Um, you know, different ways to, to, to just keep to keep that in mind and, and play to the advantage, you know, knowing the different rules. Um, but but I've just been watching film, really, um, watching watching different film on different teams and just kind of getting familiar with the, with the flow of the game. And that's one thing, you know, you mentioned it with, with it being such a fast paced game. It's, it's something where even as even as somebody who's watching the game, it goes by like that. And exactly. th that's th that's what's cool about it as well. You know, seeing especially how, you know, the, the defense prepares and everything like that, it, it just goes like a split second. And especially with talking to guys on yeah. how they acclimate, that's the first thing that they say is that it's a much faster paced game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm doing my best um, to get on, on field training. You know, I'm doing um, some one ons with different receivers and and just getting on the field um, more consistently as it gets closer to February. I'm just so. I have that, um, you know, muscle stamina, muscle endurance to be sprinting, you know, playing at a high level, fast pace, you know, for a long period of time. And you mentioned you mentioned your past experience in the AAF, the CFL. You also played a little bit uh, in D.C. in the XFL. So from, from those different experiences, uh, you know, in the leagues outside of the NFL, what do you think uh, was some of the biggest lessons that you took from playing in those leagues? One of the biggest lessons was just basically intrinsic motivation, you know, how bad do you really want it? And then, and then translating that into your habits and, and um, processes of every day, you know, whether it's lifting diet, um, you know, different, different practices that take care of your uh, mental health. Like I, I meditate a lot. I do yoga. I like to get into nature, um, do different stuff like that. Um, so those different experience really just um, strengthened um, basically my, my inner knowing of, of who I am and what I need to perform my best. Um, because in those different situations, you have different access to resources. You have different demands, um, whether it's practice, game. Um, when I was out in Italy, I played receiver and safety. So I played every snap of, of the game. And, and um, our resources and, and um, you know, maybe facilities weren't, weren't necessarily the same as like a Notre Dame or, or um, a CFL team. So really, it just it gave me um, a new perspective on how important it is to take care of your body, your mind, um, and then just putting that into practice, you know, putting consistent habits and, you know, daily, daily processes that, you know, empower yourself. And especially, you know, speaking about, you know, you know, focusing on your mental health and, and training your mind uh, and you spoke about meditation. When, when did you far, first start doing those sort of uh, habits and, and how did you really try and implement that into your game? Yeah, I would say, um, Either my sophomore or junior year at Notre Dame, I was around 20, 21 years old. That's when I really started consistently uh, meditating, um, was really diving more into my spiritual journey. Um, you know, who am I beyond football? Um, what, what makes me um, thrive, whether it's on the field, off the field? Um, what makes me feel centered and grounded in myself? And what also takes me out of balance and, and knowing, um, you know, to stay away from those things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I would say really, really in college, you know, um, going out to Notre Dame, I was um, in California 
and then went out to Notre Dame, which is in Indiana. So it was my first time kind of out on my own. Um, and I got that opportunity in different ways to kind of critically analyze myself, you know, um, what do I truly want out of football, out of, out of life, you know, um, like I said, what helps me thrive, what helps me feel centered and balanced and so I can show up, you know, my, my full power every day. And, and how do you implement that stuff into your game day rituals? Now, do, 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 do affirmations, meditation before the game? Yeah, yeah. Usually the the night before and the morning are the two main main times. Um, usually I take baths and, and really just meditate in the baths. And, and I do a meditate with affirmations on either saying affirmations to myself or or um, having audio uh, affirmations from, you know, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, different stuff. Um, I also record affirmations myself and do guided meditation. So sometimes I listen to myself as well, which also adds like a new a new um, kind of new dimension to it. You know, hearing your own voice and and um yeah. Um, but other than that, I would say I would say game game day rituals, routines. Um, also, yeah, visualizations, I would say, is super important. Um, I always visualize, you know, uh, making big plays, um, the best case scenarios um, and really putting my energy into that and feeling into that. Um, also visualizing different routes that might be um, trouble um, for me in different coverages. Also, you know, certain routes that I do want to see so that I can make a play play on them in certain coverages as well. So I would say, yeah, visualizations is huge um, as well as. Um, yeah, just affirmation, speaking life in, in, into yourself and, and really um, putting yourself in the mindset to, to perform your best. Honestly, I, I believe that that's how I got this job. I, I visualized being a you know, team insider for, for any any sort of baseball, football, any sort of team. And um, wow. something that, you know, I, I do daily is I write down, you know, my goals and, and the way of it's already happened. Time just hasn't caught up yet. And exactly. I, I think especially visualization is so powerful. And one of our one of our former players last year, uh, Lucas Dennis, he, he actually caught two interceptions in one game. And he said to me uh, prior to the game, he's like, I saw myself catching two interceptions in this game and it's going to happen. Just watch. And, it made, wow. and he made it happen. And it's pretty incredible how powerful that stuff is. Yeah, 100%. And I love to hear that, you know, the other guys on the team are aware and practicing as well. And then I think the more that uh, mindfulness, um, you know, that the aspect of, you know, it's, it's, it, has, it has a certain spiritual spiritual nature to it because you're becoming aware of um, your own essence, your own energy and, and what um, you have the capability to do, whether, whether it's influence your own reality or, or create, a, create a co-create a reality that's, um, you know, your highest, highest desire, highest expression, you know. So I think that's, uh, that's amazing. I love it. And especially, you know, like overcoming failure, how, how, like when an instance like that happens or you don't have a great game, is there any sort of process that you go through to not allow it to bog you down? Yeah, yeah, 100 um, percent. I think um, as humans, naturally, like we're, we're critically um, like we're hardest, hardest on ourselves. So so I always critically analyze my performance, you know, play by play. Um, and if it's a bad game, then, then I learn. I mean, I mean, usually we also know like like the mistake that we made, whether it's like a coverage mistake or a mistake or whatever, whatever it may be for uh, for defensive back. Um, so we're always pretty good about knowing our mistakes. So for me, um, I know what it is. I I basically um, you know, accept it for what it is, and then um, and then move on from it. You know, um, the longer we hold on to something, it's just, it's just us letting it affect us uh, moving forward. Um, so I really I do my best to to learn from it, get the learning, and then keep it moving. You know, it was really interesting, you know, doing research for this interview, you know, looking at sort of your past with mental toughness. You know, one of your former coaches, uh, Brian Van Gorder, said that benching you actually ben benefited you in the long run and demonstrated your mental toughness. He said, I really gained a lot of respect for how he handled that. He didn't make any excuses. He just went out, worked hard. I think that says a lot about who he is as a player. And so 
talking about your mental toughness, how have you really grown through that throughout your football career? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, he said that he was actually a, a person who was uh, one of the one of the toughest people in my life, and actually created an environment that that wasn't comfortable. Um, a lot of verbal abuse towards me and my teammates, and and really just uh, an environment where it felt like survival mode, constantly, you know, kind of looking over your shoulder if you make one mistake, um, potentially be benched, be taken out. Um, in that instance, um, I actually it was a practice. I think it was a Thursday before a Saturday game. Um, and I made a, I made an audible, um, that the coach wanted to, to call different. Um, the, the audible I called is the one that we were going to call on Saturday. Um, but he still didn't like me calling the audible. Um, so he stopped the entire play and actually put me with the third string, um, during this play. Um, of course I was upset, all these different things. Um, and everyone knows if you get changed from the first string on third, on, on Thursday, you're probably not going to get your spot back by Saturday. Cause we just have walkthroughs on Friday. So, um, I ended up not starting out of that game, um, but when I did come in at, at around halftime, um, I ended up getting an interception that game and, and um, still performing well. I had a cast on um, as well. So I got an interception with the cast and <laughs> I was like, you know, obviously amazed and, and super um, thankful for that, that I was just staying prepared and, and really just staying mentally in it and, and however I could contribute and staying ready for the moment, staying ready. But um, just being in that situation every day, you know, where, where you can't necessarily change it. You, you have a, a boss or a coworker who, um, isn't necessarily aligned with you in, um, in most ways. And, and maybe you don't communicate in a very, uh, you know, healthy or consistent, smooth way, whatever it may be. Um, but for me, it taught me how to, how to thrive in those situations and how to, and how to deal with, you know, the different personalities, the different um, characters that, that you um, come, come into. So he was actually one of the coaches who um, forced me to do that um, really um, in more of an extreme and dramatic way that, that I ever had in my life, honestly. Um, and, and that did, uh, did help me grow a lot. I mean, did really, um, grow my mental toughness. So it's, it's interesting that, that you said that, like that instance made my mental toughness, but it was literally just every day having to deal with him, um, in different ways so, so for two years, basically. And, you know, you, you really seem to thrive, um, during your college career, not only at Notre Dame, but also at India, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And so I'm, that it's been, you know, five almost six years uh since your college days and i'm curious you know not only as a person but as a player how do you think that you've grown yeah yeah it, it really um the, the, the biggest growth is is really mentally um the mental aspect of football um i feel like i've evolved a lot in, in that in that way um, in the last five years i've played in a lot of different programs professionally um having to learn a lot of new defenses mm -hmm. um being plugged in different positions whether it was like um it's called like a like a halfback in, in the CFL where you're in mostly the slot, kind of like a nickel. You're mostly man to man on the slot, um, you know, strong safety, free safety and, and even playing receiver professionally in Italy. Um, it, it just taught me it really showed me how, how badly I wanted it. You know, um, in, in, in my high school career, I was an All-American and I went to Notre Dame um, and was a preseason first team All-American for my junior year. I broke my, my thumb, actually, the first series of the first game. Um, and uh, so I had a cast on for those first 10 weeks and ended up getting dismissed from the bowl game and the Fiesta Bowl game um, at the end of the year um, and then ultimately dismissed that next summer. So all this different adversity really just showed me um, how bad I really wanted it because before that I kind of just expected to, to go to the NFL and just kind of have a smooth ride because I always considered myself one of the best at what I do. Um, but I wasn't necessarily putting in the time, the energy, um, and really the mentality of, I want to be the best. I want to go to the NFL. And, and this is what I need to do every single day to make it happen. It was more um, doing stuff to that I felt like um, was good for my peace of mind or good for my um, 
business, good for this, good for that, you know, maybe spreading myself in different ways, but not necessarily all in for football, all in for um, everything I need to give to, to be a, a professional um, in the NFL. So, so it really just showed me how bad I wanted it. And, and, and that um, has motivated me to put in the time and energy and attention and focus to everything that, that makes me successful on the field. Um, and, and I'm ready to do that. I'm, I'm all in, man. <laughs> I, I think, you know, with, with your experience and, you know, all these different leagues and, and, you know, being able to to learn on the fly as well, I, I think I think we'll make it uh, a little bit easier when when, uh, you know, acclimating to the indoor games, because, you know, some guys go right from the NFL right to, you know, indoor football. And, it, and it's sort of like a whole different game. And it's, it was interesting for me this past season, getting to see guys um, going through some of those growing pains and, and getting used to um, sort of the changes. And, and so I, I think, you know, with you having to overcome sort of that adversity, it'll definitely help you um, through this new opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely. And definitely as um, I mean, from the CFL, you know, there's a little bit different rules there. And, and, and um, in the league in Italy, they actually had an NCAA rules. So, so yeah, I, I do agree. And, and um, I'm ready for the change, man. I'm ready, ready to adapt. And, you know, you talked about, um, you know, overcoming that adversity and, you know, having that vision to, to thrive and get to the NFL. And luckily you were able to get a chance in the NFL uh, with the Oakland Raiders. You, you were a participant in their mini camp and was curious sort of your favorite parts from that experience and how that really helped you grow as a player. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, um, how the temp team felt like the, the team felt in the, the professional atmosphere of the Raiders, you know, it, it felt felt like they wanted everyone to thrive it felt like um they catered to their players to a certain extent um which, which i love you know there was different different um times in my life where i felt like it was either do it this way or or you're not going to play um and, and for me that wasn't necessarily um a place where i felt like i thrived uh, i feel like i thrive when um coaches and players want the best for each other um and, and do do their best to you know show that um and, and act like that so though so in that in that environment i felt like um i was i was in an environment where i could thrive and and have people who wanted me, wanted the best for me and it was just just really professional um and and just felt comfortable yeah makes sense and uh did were you able to sort of learn from any of the players there and and be able to get any advice that that you still use to this day yeah, Carl Joseph was was around kind of the camp a little bit. Um, it, I was in the rookie mini camp, so you know the veterans weren't with us. They were just kind of around the facilities. Maybe would watch a little bit. Um, but um, just talking to Carl Joseph a, a little bit, um, he gave me a different perspective on you know just just how to thrive and be a pro. Um, it, I don't really have like an, an exact quote, but really, I just uh, again, it was, it was just one of those points where it was just like, yeah, this, this game needs to be taken a whole lot seriously when, when it is a, pro a profession at this, this high level, you know. And, you know, th throughout this interview, you, you talked about your focus on, on your mental health, and you, you were actually a contributing author of The Mental Health Warriors. And uh, in, in your description, I had said that you're on a mission in life to inspire, uplift, enlighten, and empower billions of humans and nothing less. So talk a little bit about uh, Max Redfield off of the football field and how you want to use your voice to help inspire others. Yeah, I, th I believe uh, part of my Mark, part of my mission here, part of why I'm here is to shine my light in you know the darkest of areas. So some of the darkest uh, industries we have are you know the financial realm, the the entertainment sector, um, you know fashion and, and things of this nature. So um, I'm involved in modeling and acting. Um, I've gone into a lot of different business, just consulting with with different business partners and things of that nature, and and um, really there's just so many different um you know maybe passions or interests that i have and i'm really i'm trying to make the most out of all of it you know um there's there's a lot of um 
access and resources that I think we have um, in general in the United States, um, but, but as well as myself, you know, having gone to Notre Dame, um, being raised in Orange County and, and different things like that. And, and um, I just feel that I, I have been, I've been placed here with a lot of um, opportunities to, to um, again, just, just, just remind people of, you know, how powerful they are, um, how they can, mm-hmm. you know, create to contribute to, to creating their own lives, you know, just like how we we're talking about visual the visualization and then having these things come to fruition, you know, everyone has this ability. Um, so it's, it's very important for me to um, just help increase the awareness, um, help increase um, what I feel, feel like um, this has been happening for a while, the shift um, where, you know, not everyone's in survival mode and, and feel like they need to, um, you know, work, work 20 hours a day just to be successful or, or whatever it is they, they feel like, um, um, around this uh, scarcity mindset, you know, um, I just want to, you know, contribute to the, to the abundance mindset and contribute to the growth mindset that um, really, really, I feel like um, will contribute to our, to our whole, you know, community, society, um, uplifting each other and evolving, evolving faster. You know, there's, there's a lot of negative things going on, a lot of this, a lot of that, but there's also right. a lot of growth. There's a lot of um, coming together, you know, faster than ever, coming together more than ever, awareness uh, growing and all of these different things. So, I feel like it's a, it's a lot part of my, my journey, my mission to, to contribute to that. I couldn't agree more. And, you, you know, something that, you know, I, I always say is, you know, we each have what we're using to communicate a voice. We each have a voice and how are we going to utilize that to you know, help yeah. others through our experiences? And, you know, the other thing as well is, you know, we're, we're all on this earth trying to figure out what the heck this is. And at, at the end of the day, all we can really do is try to help each other get along with it and, you know, support each other in any way that we can. And, you know, especially, you know, with that mindset of, you know, uplifting and inspiring others, um, how do you really try to utilize that skill um, in the locker room, especially with some of your teammates? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've always enjoyed being a natural leader, like, um, you know, pushing myself as hard as I can. I'm trying to be that example. There's been a lot of times where I haven't been that example or worked really hard on the field and then haven't been consistent off the field. So um, for me, I'm, I've always been kind of kind of like the glue in the locker room where I feel like I can relate to a lot of the players. You know, I naturally want the best for my teammates. So anywhere I can, um, you know, help anyone off, off the field, I'm always happy to do so, as well as, um, you know, contributing to the mindset, just just like we're talking here, this, this abundance mindset, this growth mindset, um, just being someone who, you know, kind of shines that light and, and um, puts out that energy consistently. Um, I think that contributes to the, the team being successful overall. So so um, I love bringing that to the table. And, you know, we, we've always heard how important chemistry is. And, that, and that's one of the biggest things that, you know, I, I've heard from, you know, AMP, uh, also former Pirates, Toby Johnson, about what, what helped make the 2021 team so successful and ultimately hoist up that trophy um, at the end yeah. of the 2021 season was that chemistry. And um, I think being able to bring sort of that mindset to the locker room that, that you bring is going to be so important throughout this season. Um, last two things for you is, you, you know, you mentioned that uh, you, you're, one of your interests is acting. And I'm, I'm curious if, if there was uh, a movie made about your life, what actor would you want to play you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Let's see. Hmm. I'll say Michael B. Jordan. We'll go with Michael B. Jordan. You know, he's had some great performances as of recent. And um, I like how um, he kind of portrayed um, the villain in Black Panther and also brought different perspective um, of kind of like how he became that way and like the journey um, that I went through. So I think he would give great perspective on, you know, the different things that I went through. Yeah, he's a great one. He would need to grow out the hair a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It would take him a little while. Sorry. Grow on a wig. 
And then uh, one last thing for you. If there, was, if there was one thing that you'd want Pirates fans to know about Max Redfield, what would it be? Hmm. I would want them to know that I'm going to give everything I have, you know, and that my plan is, you know, to show that I'm one of the best at what I do and, and, win, the, and win the championship. So it's more of just, just I, want, I want to show them, you know, I, I want them to know me through, through what I do um, and through what I show them rather than what I say. Um, you know, so something like that. Awesome, man. Can't wait for you to be part of this 2023 team and really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me.